In the Studio with Teaching Artists podcast highlights artists' experiences co-teaching Malwin Studio courses for Chicago youth. Meet the inspiring artists that teach at Malwin that include a teaching artist, emerging artist, young artists in high school, and Malwin staff support. Go behind the scenes as teaching artists co-design, plan, and facilitate virtual classes centered in creative youth development. In each episode, you'll learn how the teaching teams meet weekly to dream, reflect, plan curriculum, and support young artists. You'll have an intimate look at the new Malwin cohort model, who the teaching artists are facilitating courses, and insight into teaching art online. In this episode, meet the visionary teaching artists who work together to co-teach Design to Print. In this commission program, young artists in 10th through 12th grade were hired and paid to create Malwin holiday and greeting cards. Young artists use drawing, painting, and illustration to design images while also learning the business of arts. They also learn valuable skills in working with creative professionals. Go on a journey with Ash Vasquez, Cassandra Martinez, Sarita Garcia, and Maricela Ramirez to understand how they've centered young artist leadership and joy. Welcome back to another episode of Mullen Teaching Artists. Woo woo! I am so excited because we have Design to Print, which is a, I'm going to say an extra special class at Mullen. <laughs> and we have the teaching artists who are going to share a little bit about their experiences as teaching artists, um, share about their practices and just their journey navigating a cohort of people with different skills and experiences and backgrounds to teach virtually over the summer. So this was the first time at Malwin we taught art classes virtually. So we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about that, what they went through, highlights, challenges, all of it. So get ready. I first want to introduce the teaching artist who will be here talking to us today. We have Sarita, we have Ash, we have Maricela. And the cool thing about this class and cast, of course, there's four artists. The cool thing about this is that we have a teaching artist, we have a emerging artist who is still in between kind of learning how to become a teaching artist. We have a young artist who is still in high school, but is amazing and teaching and doing all kinds of facilitating already. And we have a Malwin staff who is also an artist and who also co-taught. So it's a really interesting mix. And I love it because this is the first time we've done this. So I really want to get into that. First off, I want to talk about just Malwin and how we were able to pivot during this pandemic time. And I want to turn it over to Maricela to talk more about her journey coming to Malwin as a staff. Yeah, thank you, Victoria, for that lovely introduction. I love it. <laughs> All the energy. I love it. Yeah, so I, oh gosh, so I have like a really weird, but also kind of funny and cool, interesting way of how I got to Marwin. Um, so I'm 
born and raised in Chicago. So I've been here all my life. Um, and when I was in high school, so I grew up on the Northwest side of Chicago. When I was in high school, I did after school matters all four years of high school. And I like all four years did like a video filmmaking documentary program. So that's how I picked up like my teaching practice and like just art practice in general of doing like filmmaking and video making, videography, like editing, all those cool things. Um, when I started deciding of like where I wanted to go for college, I was kind of just like, well, I don't really know what to major in, but I was like, oh, I really like this art stuff. So that's what I want to do when I go to school. And just like when I started picking and choosing like what schools I wanted to go to, like at the end of the day, like financial aid was like a really big hindrance for me because mm-hmm. art school is extremely expensive. And I like my dream school was New York University, got in, like got into like Tisch School of Arts and everything. Yes. Like, was I was like, oh, I'm going to be the next like Steven Spielberg. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> um, but the first like Latina version of that. But yeah, it just didn't happen. Like New York University is ridiculously expensive. Like I was only going to be able to afford like a third of what that was like, for tuition. And that was like including scholarships and grants and like had to figure out where to pull $40,000 out of pocket. Right. Um, Ended up going to University of Illinois, Chicago, UIC here in the city, um, which I absolutely loved. And I, when I first started off at that school, started off as like a film major, but I think like just at the time, like the arts program that they had just wasn't for me. I think also specifically because I was the only Latina and like the only brown person Mm. there. And like at the time, like the arts program at UIC was very, to be blunt, was just a lot of white people. And that was like, new to me that was like a huge culture shock to me because I grew up in a neighborhood and went to schools where it was all POC um so it was very strange for me to be in that space and was just really different I also wanted like to be super honest wanted to drop out of school because I was like this is not for me college is not my thing like Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here but then eventually like stuck with it ended up just switching my major to like undeclared and basically went through school I was fine ended up majoring in English which absolutely has nothing to do with what I do now I just loved writing and reading and it was easy um so that got me through school and when I graduated I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I was like well I like writing but it's not a thing that I want it's like a full-time job and I would always think back to like after school matters of like how much I loved that and like loved being in like creative spaces and like an arts environment and wanted to be like the instructors that I had um I literally googled after school matters and was like oh do they have jobs and they didn't and then I was like there has to be something else like in the world in the city that is similar to after school matters so I legit googled organizations like after school matters in Chicago and Marwin came up um Mm, so that's how I learned about Marwin um (laughs) I googled it (laughs) so that's how I found out about Marwin But yeah, so I actually had applied for a job at the time that was related to college programming. Um, So basically almost like college counseling. Um, So I had applied, I gone through like interviews and didn't end up getting it because I just didn't have enough experience. Um, I had like already worked at education for a while. I had worked for CPS during the entire time that I was in college. So I did have experience like doing that. Um, I also had like worked at MCA, like at the time I was a freelance artist at the MCA. So I was doing a lot of like their video work and editing and doing that. Um, So when I was told like, hey, you don't have enough experience to do this type of job. I was like, well, I really want this job. So, okay, cool. Let me go do other jobs that are going to get me the experience that I need to have this type of job. So basically like 
took on so many other jobs. Like during that time, I also like was um, a teaching artist for After School Matters for about a year. And then also did like some like other parts of like advising for CPS schools. Like I was also a college counselor during that time. But yeah, so just did like so many different things. And then I actually knew, was really close to someone who was at the time a studio facilitator at Marwin. I was an alum and she would always tell me like, come apply at Marwin. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life. I can't apply right now. And I eventually applied for the exact same job that I had applied to the first time at Marwin. Wow. Um, and it was funny because I had before that had applied for an internship for communications and then didn't get that. But then they told me like, hey, your resume looks really good. We're actually having an opening for another job that you might be more aligned with. And that was the exact same job I had applied to like two years prior. Mm. So I had applied and then I got it. And then that's how I got to Marvin. Um, I love that story. <laughs> yeah, because I, well, first of all, what you do at Marwin is perfect just hearing about your experience of like going to college and figuring out because you work with young people one-on-one for counseling and support for next step Mm -hmm. and navigating you know transitions and all of that you can talk more about what you do because there's so much it's amazing but I think that that's really important for someone to have gone through it and experienced themselves to be able to help someone else and to really be like I've been through it. I know it's hard. I know it's expensive. Let's figure it out. I think that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you started, I was so hype. I was like, yay, she's so cool. And just to like learn your story, it's it's really interesting to just like, it's such a full circle moment. Yeah, I feel like that was like also just kind of like the thing that I really loved about Marwin and why I was like, I want this job was because it was really rare for me to find a job like this, where it was like um, basically doing like pathways work, like college advising, career advising within an arts center, like center, like type of programming. Because whenever I worked just in education, I always craved the arts. When I worked just Mm -hmm. in the arts, I craved education. So there was never, it was always like, I would literally have like three different jobs. Like one was an arts job, the other one was an education job, the other one was an admin job. So I always Mm. did like different jobs, like at the same time so that I could have like all the things that I wanted. Um, So it wasn't until I came across Marwin that I was like, oh my God, this is like my dream job that I would want to have. And yeah, and like going through like that process too was like a huge thing of why also I wanted to do the work that I do um, because I know how hard it is like how ridiculous the system is and also just like all the all the crazy things that we have to go through just to like have sustainable jobs or do the things that we love to do um but yeah so my work basically just is like creating those type of programs for young people to like be able to get paid to do things like this or to be able to like make connections with people who can help them with their next steps or be able to basically envision what their life can look like within the arts. Yeah, dope. Love it. And it makes me so curious to know, Sarita and Ash, how y'all found Malin. Because I do feel like it's it's so interesting to learn like people's story behind where they end up or where they're at now. So Sarita and Ash, you want to just share a little bit about how you found Malin and started working or went to classes at Malin or anything like that? So the way I found out about Marwin was by having like a lot of friends who were from Chicago who had gone to Marwin as a young person. 
So I would always kind of hear like, oh yeah, there's like a place that like kids go to. It's kind of like a mini SCIC. It's like a legit art school and like, and all this stuff. It's called Marwin and, and like them just like kind of hyping it up. And then like when I had graduated with my BFA, I was kind of in this spot where I was just like, man, what am I going to do now? Like, I need to find a job. Um, and so one of my friends was like, just apply to Marwin. Like uh, a lot of teachers get hired there and like, it's a cool place to be. And then, so I literally applied, I think maybe like two minutes after the deadline. <laughs> and then I remember like sending you a, an email, Victoria being like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just going to send it anyways. Like if you accept it or not, whatever, like I'm just doing this. And then you're like, yeah, no worries. And then I was like, immediately shocked when I got like a email back saying like, let's do an interview. And then I did the interview and then you had paired me up with a really amazing uh, teaching artist, William Estrada. I feel like I've said this story so many times already, but yeah. And then teaching alongside him, even though I was ridiculously nervous and like probably really awkward and like just totally clueless. It was really cool watching him just like be such a natural and just like really amazing like educator and like friend to all the students so yeah so that's kind of how I got introduced ever since then that class I like kind of stuck around as a studio facilitator for y'all like coming in for like day of the dead workshop like print making workshops and then it wasn't until like during this pandemic where I like was I think I took like a break from Marwin because I had found like a really nice full-time job and I was like teaching as well. And I think that's when I started to like really just become this like art education. Like I need to do this. Like I really like this passion. And then post pandemic, I think I was just like, let me just hop back into Marwin again. And y'all were available and have had these like really cool cohorts. And it's just like completely different. And yeah, so I'm really enjoying my time right now. And like, being part of these teaching teams is so, so different from before. And I think it's like a good thing. So that's kind of like how I got introduced to Marwin. Yes. yes. And we're so happy you're still around. You, It's so cool to kind of see you over the years, just doing your thing and having William as kind of your first introduction to Marwin is so cool because William is amazing. So I love that connection. Yeah, he was cool. And I'm so happy you paired us up together. So. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, I saw something in y'all <laughs> that it would work. Ash, what about you? How did you get into Marwin? So actually, I started off at Yolokali Arts Reach, and I took a lot of classes there um, from 2018. And I knew about Marwin because a bunch of other kids in those classes also did Marwin, so they were doing both. However, I don't know, I just... Never had the opportunity to join Marwin, even though I thought it was like so cool because um, I live all the way in Little Village and it's kind of a trek to get over there, um, especially like after school and stuff. At the beginning of the pandemic, um, Sarita called me or she emailed me and she asked me to join Marwin and be a YTA. So Sarita is like the entire reason why I am at Marwin. And because it was a pandemic and everything was virtual, I was like, what do I have to lose? Like, I don't have um, the transportation issues or anything. And even though I felt super, like, unprepared or, like, inexperienced to teach, I still wanted to, like, challenge myself and see if I actually like teaching because 
now I will be studying like art education at college because of this opportunity. And yes, I am so grateful to be here. <laughs> I love that, that you're going to become an art teacher or whatever. That's amazing. So it sounds like Sarita and Ash already had a connection before even teaching together. Is that true at Malin? How did you guys work together in the past? So I knew of Sarita because she also worked at Yolokali um, at their YOLO lab. But I have never like really taken any of her classes before. So we weren't like super close as we are now. She just yeah. saw something in you was like, come over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it was where we had first met was, yeah, at YOLO lab in Barrett Park in Pilsen. And Ash was taking a class with another instructor. And yeah, I think I think also like Yolokali is really good at like uplifting like young artists. So I already knew of Ash like prior to that, like knowing like, oh, like they did this like huge banner like drawing for like the chill set and like all these other different like drawings that was like putting being put like everywhere at YOLO. So I definitely was just like, oh, yay, like cool young artists. Like I love this. So yeah. Yes. Interesting. Especially since y'all were able to come together and teach a new class together, design the print. And this is this is new, right, for Moen, because usually we have a studio facilitator and a teaching artist. So two artists co-facilitating a class, but really the teaching artist leading. But in this structure that we had that we started once the pandemic hit we started a cohort model and so there's four artists teaching together everyone has an equal kind of say in like what happens you guys are co-facilitating together there isn't necessarily one person leading the other you're all learning and working together and that's really unique especially since it's four people so I'm curious to know how you guys were able to come together and create design to print can you talk more about what design to print is and how you were able to bring your own skills and expertise to design the class yeah so design to print is a commission program that we have usually over the spring Um, so it's one of it's usually one of like our courses that we have, but specifically young people are hired as commissioned artists to be part of it. And what they do is that they design, they create designs for a card and then Marwin basically prints that card and then we sell it to the public and the money that we make from selling those cards comes back to Marwin so we can have more programs. And I think like this time around um, specifically, so this program has actually been around for I want to say like over 20 years, I forget how long, but it's been a minute. Um, And specifically because the program has been going on for so long, um, we definitely knew that we had to like change the way that that was going to be structured because one, it had to be online because pandemic was still going on, but also because we had this new cohort model and really wanted to think through like how we could really bring in like those teaching artists to collaborate together to design the class specifically because design to print has always been like a program where it was more of like we want you to design a card and it has to be it has to look like a b and c like there's very specific parameters around it and requirements that had to be met to create the card when it when it came to actually designing Um, given like young people can design what they want but there was like very specific themes it's very specific to like what it has to like what it has to kind of look like so over the years we've always traditionally had holiday cards so 
after a while it's just kind of like the same type of theme over and over again where it's like winter holiday like celebration stuff like that so this time around definitely wanted to lean into the creativity of like young people and what they wanted to design so when I was specifically like thinking through like oh like what teaching artists do we want to have to to work on this and really take on this class so I think that for sure was one person that I thought of right away and then Ash as well as like someone who designs and does all these really cool things so I reached out to them and it was like hey are y'all down to teach this class it's really cool and y'all are cool so we can do some cool stuff together can you talk more about the changes you made due to the pandemic you talked about how you had the the class kind of design cards that weren't traditionally what was made for design the prints. How did you guys come up with like the structure um, and make like kind of switch it up? Yeah, so I think like one for sure. Well, crazy thing is that like when I was a studio facilitator, I did design to print as like a studio facilitator. And like it was very much printmaking and like exactly what Maricela was saying where it was very based like like Chicago or Christmas or something like that and I think there was like a whole lot of structural changes that happened like from us doing it virtually and like not having accessibility to like screen print something but having like access to procreate was definitely one of those where it was you know done on the iPad where now we're creating like digital drawings which was really cool Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of how we found a really nice solution to this I mean but even then we still like taught how to do block printing and calligraphy and even got like really cute like crystal glass pens just to like experiment and and see what else we could do if like a, a young person wasn't like interested in doing digital drawings and then of course like I think definitely focusing more on each person's cultural history and Mm. and thinking about like how can we create a card that isn't very like per se like hallmark where it is like kind of manufactured but more about like what personal unique experiences do you have to like create a design that speaks more to an audience that you're trying to talk to and so you know, leaning in on designs that, I don't know, maybe like we're in a specific language, talked about like specific experiences or like specific traditions that folks followed. So I think that those were like kind of the things that we were interested in and how we led this class during the pandemic. Anything you want to add, Ash? I think it's really important to kind of center youth voices because a lot of time, even like outside of these spaces such as Marwan, um, youth are not taking seriously at all in school or at their workplace. Or we're, we're always told that, oh, we don't know anything about the real world. Even though we experience the real world, we ex- mm-hmm. we are affected by these issues. Um, so I think it was really important for us to kind of change the class theme and to center youth voices and experiences and perspectives because it empowers them and then they will be able to like, stand up for themselves for what they care about even though other people will kind of like have that resistance mm-hmm. you know if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense I think that's really important to like um not act like because someone is younger they know less than someone else and I think that's something that 
y'all did really well in your class where you were letting people like shine and do their thing, but also, you know, asking people's opinions and really like thinking about how to shift the class to fit everyone's need. And so I'm curious, just thinking about the virtual space, how did you feel the community was built? Like, how were you able to keep everyone engaged? How were you able to like teach us the lessons or the curriculum? Can you just share maybe some of the ways that you were able to kind of build that community in that space for Design the Prince? Yeah, I can talk like a little bit about it, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like all four of us brought like just really cool vibes. I don't know. I'm very much like that, you know, either through just like, I just, I think just being like really honest and real and transparent about like the process, how this works, what we're like specifically asking them as well. Also like showing them examples. And I think like through that and like also having the discord and like having it open for them to like chat on, like led them to have a lot more conversations. I think for sure, like this class, was probably like the one class where I was just like, oh my God, they're like really becoming like best friends. Like this is cute. (laughs) Um, But to be honest, like super transparent, Ash, I think like you definitely brought like a lot of like the culture and like, I don't know, like I think we had kind of talked about this previously where it's just like anytime me or like Maricela say something, it's probably like not as cool. And like, I feel like you just like seamlessly like are able to just go like back and forth within the group of like being kind of like along with the young people that we're working with, but also like still kind of like straddling the line of instructing as well. And like, I feel like you did that really flawlessly. And honestly, I don't think the community that we like fortified wouldn't have happened unless we had you like part of it. So yeah, I would definitely say having Ash was like super cool. And like, and Ash, I feel like you're also like very like down to earth. And you send like really cute messages. And I feel like that was really welcoming. So yeah, I was super happy with the community that we made. Yes, Ash. I would just like to say, first of all, let's just give her her roses now because they are in high school and able to multitask finals and school and all of that while teaching. And then you were such a strong part of the community. Let's talk about that. How are you able to manage it all? And what are some highlights you had teaching? Actually, at the beginning, before like Design the Print started, um, I knew that the class was going to be mainly juniors and seniors, um, as opposed to like previous classes that I taught were a little bit younger, maybe like middle school age. So going into this class, I was really intimidated. I thought that me being around the same age as the people that I'm teaching would be kind of like a barrier or a challenge to navigate because I didn't want them to see me as someone who thought of myself as higher than them, that I knew what I was doing and I was going to tell them what to do. I did not want to create that dynamic and I was scared Mm -hmm. that I was going to come off as that way. But now looking back, I feel like me being their age or around their age range was a strength because I know what they're going through sitting in those Zoom meetings for eight hours a day at school, um, applying to colleges and being super lost and stressed and confused. So even though I was also really stressed about college and nervous about the future and everything, I was able to connect with them better because of those experiences. So it wasn't really a weakness for me. And even though it was kind of tough to balance my academic 
and also work slash art stuff. I think I was able to form a better relationship with the students because of it. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a huge strength. And just like you're super relatable, you're easy to talk to. And I think all of that helped. But also you have a lot of experience just working and collaborating with other artists and facilitating outside of Malwin. So I think all of that also helped. But I think it's super cool that uh, someone who is in high school is co-teaching this class because that's not something that's not something we've done in the past. And I think your testament that it's a strength. We should continue to have, you know, young people involved in the class teaching because it really does help everyone. And I think it, you show that so well. Thank you. And about the highlights I've had, I can't really decide on one because I just really enjoyed every part of this. Um, working with Arita and Marcela and Cass. Our planning meetings are super fun. <laughs> And it gives me an opportunity to kind of learn um, more about what it is to be a teacher and kind of how I should structure a class and all that stuff. Um, But also I really enjoyed class because I get to connect with other people. And I don't know, I saw the students as kind of my friends as well. Also, I am a very shy and quiet person, but over the course of the class, I was able to kind of open up and I didn't have to write my little script on my post-it notes about like what I was teaching. I could just talk and embrace my awkwardness. Yeah, so it's kind of a bunch of highlights that I experienced throughout this program. Love hearing that. I think highlights are cool and they're important and it's important to celebrate the moments. But I also want to know what challenges y'all had. Were there any moments where you're like, oh God, what happened? Or just like, what do we do now? Or were there any moments where you were just challenge about something that happened in the class or with your team collaborating with each other? Uh, This is a question I want each of you to answer. If you can, if you can just share like a challenging moment that happened, because I think it's important to learn from those moments and other people can learn from you how you got through it. Okay, I think I have one. <laughs> it's hard to think of challenges because I, I mean, not to say that like we weren't challenged because we were, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, sometimes it's kind of hard to think of like a challenge. Maybe it's also just because we don't want to think about it. But I feel like I, I do think that artist block is definitely like a thing that came up every once in a while with the young artists. Um, I think also because it's such a thing that, you know, just happens naturally when you're creating, when you have an artist blog, but I feel like it's really heightened, especially when there's like a specific task of like, you have to get this done within these 11 weeks. And I feel like as artists too, we kind of see it as like, oh, it has to look a very specific type of way or people are not going to like it or I don't mm-hmm. like where I'm at or I have to start over. Um, and I think that's kind of was like the challenge of having to to have to work with that in a virtual space because it's a lot harder to check in with young people and be like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Where are you at with your artistic practice? Because everyone, you know, online is in their own space and it's hard but besides just like chatting or you know take take yourself off of or put yourself on off of mute um to see where they're at and ask them like hey what do you need help with or can we see where you're at or what are you thinking about or do you need some feedback I feel like that was like a little bit challenging to navigate in a virtual space but I feel like we did like a really good job about checking in like again to like uplift ash as much as I can because ash is like super dope and ridiculously 
cool in like yes. so many different ways. Um, and I've learned so much from you, Ash. And so I love that. So very, very grateful for you of like seeing, seeing them like just interact with the rest of the young people and being like, hey, do you need help? Like, let us know, like, and being able to use like the things of virtual spaces, like, hey, just send us a DM or like, you know, out of this picture, which one of, are you like resonating with? Is it like the person screaming or is it the person that's like, looks like they're fine or like in an emoji, like, how are you feeling with this? Or like, hey, like we know it's not gonna come out fine and you might have be starting all over again. And that's totally cool of like being able to be like open about that and just be really real about that is like a good thing that I definitely like learned through that of just being like, hey, it's okay. There's there's time like we're we're fine like there's no need to like rush or feel like you know you have to have something done in a very specific type of way like the whole point of us being together is because like we all create art differently in like our own ways and that's the cool thing because we get to be together and like share that with each other and and learn from our different processes so I feel like that was like one challenge too that we were able to like overcome Yes, I love that question that you just had, Marisela, about what did you learn from each other too? So if that's easier to answer, you can say that because I think that's fascinating to know as well. But yeah, what did you learn from each other or what was a challenging moment? Yeah, I think for me, the most challenging ideas is maybe having teaching artist block and like mm. not really knowing what to do next and and kind of like being just like this huge well of resources, but just like running out and like how many other creative ways can we do a check-in on Zoom and just feeling like, <laughs> right. uh, like I did not know what to do next. Or even like how the we had like a family feedback day and like even just trying to like think about like, okay, how are we going to do that? Or I, there was just definitely a lot where I think it just it definitely becomes kind of hard just like trying to figure out all these different ways to like facilitate that like creates community but also like it's still adhering to the project and like in a matter of two hours and like all of these things so I think that was definitely like my challenge or like the challenges that I always faced or like like coming into our weekly meetings I was always just like dang like okay I need to like maybe like search some google search some things or whatever but I think a lot of that, like trying to figure out all these different ways to just like have a really well-rounded class was through learning by each other. We're all individually learning different tips and different types of check-ins. Like I feel like we did a whole lot of check-ins that were suggested by Ash, which were like amazing and funny and like great and then like we also did like a whole lot of check-ins that were like suggested by Manisela or Cass or like anyone so I think I think we all like just brought in our like little brains in to like figure out these things but for me that was like definitely really helpful was like hearing all sorts of suggestions on what we should do and how we should facilitate so I'm not sure if I could like phrase this correctly, but I'm going to answer the other question about what I learned from everyone else. Uh, so I feel like one of the most um, important lessons or realizations that I've had in this class is that I kind of have to change the way that I treat myself in order to be a better support or teacher for, for during class and during our planning meetings as well. Because for this class, I was kind of like, forcing myself to meet unrealistic standards. Um, but obviously, like, 
teaching the students, I felt like I was kind of looking into a mirror and I will never treat these other students like I treat myself. And why am I treating myself different? Is it because I think that I'm supposed to be better than everyone else, which of course I'm not. So I kind of realized that, oh, I have to work through this and I have to kind of heal before I actually continue teaching and I have to show myself empathy so I can give that empathy to everyone else and not cause any harm or damage. Because, you know, we've all had bad teachers and I just don't want to be, I don't want to like hold other people to those standards that have hurt me. And just because they have hurt me doesn't mean like I have to continue that cycle. So even though I'm going to college and I want to be an art teacher in the future and all that stuff, I know that I have to heal first and I have to change that within me. And I've only learned that because I look up to Sarita, Marisela, and Cass, and also because of the students that they inspire me to become better. And yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was like a mic drop, Ash. Okay. <laughs> That was so deep. I love that. That's so wise. Yeah, you really do have to like, you know, heal and take care of yourself so that you can give to others. I think that's so smart. Thank you for sharing that. I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep it together. (laughs) That was so nice. You see what I mean? I know. Amazing. Just the energy of y'all. I can see how every week you could vibe off of each other. It's just so good. So we don't have too much time together. So I have one more question. And this is more of a takeaway question. So y'all are all dope artists of color. You have different experiences as educators, but also just out in the world doing dope work as creatives, as artists. You are, you know, doing your thing. And I'm curious, from this experience in Design the Print and working in this cohort, what's your biggest takeaway? I think for me, for sure, would, um, would be that I am a tree and I will always be a tree because we're always learning and growing. And I feel like when it comes to, like, when I think back to, like, when I was a young person, I mean, even, like, last week, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you know, at some point, I'm going to know all the things that I need to know and be able to do all the things that I want to do. And that's not true. So I feel like definitely, you know, connecting with Sarita and being able to connect more with Ash too and Cass, like just being able to realize that I'm always learning and growing. And as a tree, you know, I'm always like can plant seeds everywhere else and always have roots planted somewhere, but also know that there are always going to be other people who can come and like chill under my tree and like, you know, little birds that are hanging out and people who are building nests. But then, you know, at some point, people are also going to leave and like go off and do amazing things elsewhere. And that's kind of the point of like being able to like at some point in our lives, be able to connect them out, learn and grow from each other. Um, so I feel like that definitely was like a big thing for me. It's just to always remember that I am a tree and we're always learning and growing. Love it. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I definitely have to like resonate with what Ash is saying. I I feel like that's kind of been like my mood throughout like this whole semester is just like, you know, I mean, I feel like being an instructor, like an educator, whatever it is that you want to call it, where you're like sharing and you're opening space for others, especially like right now, like, you know, even going through like Adam Toledo, like shooting that had happened and like teaching our class, a lot of 
what's going on is just like really draining and it can be hard to like open space to young people who are like deeply affected by it. And so I think definitely talking to like what Ash is saying, being kind to yourself as an instructor and like a person that's leading like a circle and like taking time to like step back and care for yourself. And even though that might sound kind of like selfish, but it is really important because, you know, you just need to keep the balance within your own energy. And yeah, I definitely resonate with everything that Ash was saying and yeah, not being just being emotionally present, but also being present for yourself and for others. And, and yeah, and just taking the time to just take care of yourself, whether that's like drinking water or just doing yoga or maybe just calling off a meeting. I don't know. All of it is just like you trying to just preserve yourself as much as you can. And that's, that's like super important, especially as educators get super tiring so yeah just take care of yourself um for me since I'm in kind of like a really big transitional period in my life um I've learned a lot of things but I guess the main thing that I'll be taking with me is that I'm hard phrases <laughs> that kind of what I say and do matters which I don't know maybe it's kind of obvious but as I said before that young people aren't really taking seriously so for a long time I just kind of stayed quiet and I didn't give any input I didn't try to change things that I thought were unfair and I was just complacent basically but now being here in this position as a young teaching artist I feel like I can have an impact and I'm so grateful that Tarita and Marcella have given me the opportunity to actually like, grow into my voice I guess and be more present because before Marwen I was always trying to kind of find a place that will already like be accepting and as diverse and loving and all those nice things that I found in Marwan and also in Yolokali. But now after this experience, I kind of have a new perspective that, you know, all these spaces like in college, like Maricela said, like they're not very diverse. And instead of finding a space that's kind of um, going to welcome me, I have a new perspective that I'm going to go into these spaces and make room for myself. And in doing that, I want to make room for other people like me, other queer people, trans people, Latinx people, because no one else is gonna do it. So might as well. Dropping all these gems, Ash. I can't take it. <laughs> so good. Oh, thank y'all so much. Before we leave, I just wanna give, if you want to share your Instagram feed or anything for people to look you up, connect with you, feel free to now. If not, it's cool, but I just want to give y'all an opportunity to give yourself a shout out and for people to connect with you. Yeah, you can follow my dog. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's what I always introduce with, like follow her and then you'll be good. Um, Follow my dog. If you are, if you've been a person who's taken my class before or our class before, or like knows me, you know my dog. So you can follow her at, at como.la.florecita. So it's like Como La Flor, the Selena song. But yeah. Well, on Instagram, I post my art at a.vsq.z if you want to take a peek. Awesome. Go check them out. And also, you can hopefully, we'll see everyone again at Marwin soon. I know I'll definitely see my, you, Maricela. <laughs> But we see each other uh, next week. I know we see each other like every day. 
Yeah, thank you all for just doing the work you do, for being an amazing cohort, for leading a dope class designed to print, and excited for the future. So much more to come, and you can definitely catch us at Malwin if you're interested to take a class there. They are free. We're doing it online right now. Hopefully we'll go back in the building at some point when it's safe to, but we have some exciting summer classes planned. So hope to see y'all and you can see Sarita, Ash, Maricela, and me again at Mullen. Thank y'all. Bye. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, thanks. Of course. Thank you. In the Studio with Teaching Artists gives an intimate portrait of Malwin teaching artists' experiences co-designing virtual programming. The podcast also highlights how beneficial it is to center marginalized young artist leadership and creativity. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Malwin Arts to share your favorite part of the episode. Malwin will be offering new studio courses led by teaching artists in fall 2021. To register for classes, go to www.marwen.org.